Welcome back to Happy Life Hacks. This is Meg Clifford. You can find me at Color Me Meg. Every week, we try to bring something that's a little bit of an easy hack that can just bring you more joy or more happiness. I am a recovering anxiety-ridden person, <laughs> and I enjoy finding new things like this that I can quickly add into my life that can help make my life easier and generally just make me feel happier. This one is a parenting hack that I think is so incredibly smart. Now, before I get to this interview, a little bit about Elisa. Elisa, you can find her at 10 Minutes Together on Instagram, so the number 10. She is a university professor, a researcher, and a mom to four kids. She studies child development, family processes, and parenting, and she's her current passion is about inspiring parents to just spend 10 minutes a day connecting with each of their children one-on-one. -on -one. So you can find her again at 10 Minutes Together, and I really hope you enjoy our chat. So, but I'm really excited to talk to you about this, and I think your idea to have this be um, a parenting hack for guilt and overwhelm is could not have come at a better time, especially for me. But I think there's a lot of parents that I've been talking to lately that deal with this same thing in my circle of people, right? And I had read over the summer uh, a lot of books about how to manage my hard child, right? Because I have one that's very strong-willed and very hard. I post about it probably more than I should because I'm sure someday she'll grow up and read it all and be like, what? <laughs> but anyway, I read a book. One of them was called The Me, Me, Me Epidemic. And okay. I don't know if you've read it, but it talks about how to unentitle your kids. And I was like, oh, it's probably a good read. But what I loved is this is, this was her first idea was to spend, and in hers was 15 minutes, but she said to, and have a start and end time and everything to talk with your kids. So when I saw you and your, your space online and everything kind of came together and I went, oh my gosh, this is kind of like what that other author was talking about. So tell me a little bit, your, um, your, everything is called 10 minutes together, right? Right. And so tell me a little bit about what that is and about why you're kind of on a mission to share that with others. Right. So 10 minutes together is a parenting practice to spend 10 minutes every day, one-on-one -on -one with each of your children. And the goal with that time together is connection. And the goal is also not perfection. So although we're saying every single day, if it's not happening every single day, that's fine. I have four kids. I almost never get all four done in a day, but I do occasionally. And I do get two or three every single day. So that connection is happening, happening every single day. So the 10 minutes together comes from um, this, this effort to put together academic understanding about child development and about how we connect parents to children. And then overlaying on top of that, some practicality. So it's not actually the case that infinite amounts of time spent with your children is better for them. I have heard of the book, The Me, Me, Me Epidemic, but I haven't read it. But it's a really common concept out there right now that um, there are a lot of children that are being raised in a way that makes them feel entitled. And parents are feeling overwhelmed that it's never enough. It's, I can never give my children enough of what needs to be what they want and what needs to be done. So moms right. are overwhelmed. Parent, children are entitled. And we need to do something about it. So I 
at the 10 minute together was a concept that I had been brewing on for probably five or six years, thinking about all the things that I know in child development and all the research that I've studied. And then, like I said, overlaying on top of that, the practicality of like, what, what could we actually do? Could we do 10 minutes a day? Could we do even 15 minutes? Even for me, shifting from 10 to 15 minutes starts to feel a little bit more overwhelming, not outside of the realm of possibility, but then if we up it to 20 minutes, now all of a sudden I'm thinking, there's no way I can do that. There's no way. <laughs> right. So we have to, we have to put those two together. Yes, the time together matters. Now, how can I actually make sure that I do it? And I have started to notice, and I'm happy to be a part of that, that in the positive psychology movement that has been happening for maybe 15 or 20 years in the psychology field, there's been the shift to positive psychology. And what, how that's different is about 20 years ago in psychology, what we were really studying, and I wasn't, I shouldn't say we because I wasn't in the field at that time, but what they were really studying was how to stop people from having problems, how to stop depression, how to stop cycles of abuse, and how to stop problems from happening, which is totally of value. But that is not enough. That just not hitting your kids doesn't make you a great parent. Or just not being depressed doesn't mean you're happy. You're just not depressed. Right. Positive psychology is this idea of taking people, you know, taking humans from a neutral point and how do we help them flourish and how do we help them be happy and how do you how do you be a great parent, not just a parent who doesn't have kids who are failing. Um, and that sounds a little bit harsh, but that's the the, the movement is this idea of overwhelm. Um, our families and our, ourselves individually with positivity and positive parenting practices, positive self-care, and then let's flourish and see what happens. So in the field right now, I can see this shift towards these short episodes of really meaningful connection time. Like from this book that you were talking about, there are a couple other places that I've heard, heard it crop up, which to me makes it feel more like a movement and not just one person's idea. Um, not just my idea and not just the idea of the author in this book, but it really is this culmination of good research that's out there and really practical parenting advice that people can do. I think it's really powerful. Um, I talk a lot about some steps to make the 10 minutes together as meaningful as possible. But the steps don't really matter. The connection is what really matters. Giving your child full one-on-one -on -one present focused connection for short episodes every day. That's awesome. So, so you said, okay, the basic gist of it is, is give them each 10 minutes, right? Right. But can you walk us through what that really, what that looks like, how you structure it? Cause yes, it does have a structure to it. And I think that that, that matters to some degree, at least that we acknowledge that but you're right i think in general that's the the basic of it is right let's connect with right. kids one on one and give them that time but show me what it looks like a little for you and your family perfect so i one thing that i write about in my um my writing and on my instagram account is are these seven steps to get the most out of 10 minutes together time and the first step is to set the environment so what that means is as best as possible, eliminate distractions. So go to a room where it's just you and one child. Now, if you have other kids like I do, you need to make a plan for what those other kids are gonna be doing. So they might be engaged, they might be sleeping, they might be engaged in play. You might decide that it's a worthwhile time for them to watch an episode of their favorite TV show. Um, you might decide to take the whole family to the park and then you'll pull one child aside for 10 minutes while the rest of them can play at the park together. But that first step is set the environment with the goal of eliminating distractions. So then step two is to have a clear start time. And the reason that a clear start time matters is because we really want this time to feel different for our kids than yeah. everyday interaction time. 
that we are with our kids way more than 10 minutes a day. And we will be, even if we are the style of parent that does 10 minutes together, but yeah. not all time together has the same emotional benefit for our kids. Like helping your kids brush their teeth is not the same as reading them a story at night or right. <laughs> get out of the bath is not the same as um, playtime. So the clear start really indicates like this time is different than other time. And it signals to your kids that you matter to me. I'm prioritizing this time for you because you matter to me. So second step, clear start. I use a timer, so I'll start the timer and I'll let my kids know like, I'm gonna start the timer. Um, we've got 10 minutes together. So third step is to connect right away, right off the bat. And that connection should happen both verbally and non-verbally. So we usually, when we think about communicating, we think about using our words and words matter, but our nonverbal communication is even more powerful. In fact, if the verbal and the nonverbal messages do not match, the nonverbal one will win every single time. Right. So we say to our kids with our words, hey, I've got 10 minutes and I want to spend it with you. What do you want to do? Or it's 10 minute time. Let's go be together. I can't wait to be with you. So verbally express, we've got this time. That's another part of the clear start. And I want to be with you but then make sure you non-verbally are doing that as well. So connect to them through eye contact, a smile, a hug, a pat, a squeeze, um, but really, especially the eye contact, look in their eyes, I'm so excited to be with you. So that's step three, connect. Step four is at the middle and it's the highlight and the pinnacle and that's the engage. Be present, do the thing, whatever it is, the puzzle, the play, um, pushing them on the swing, wrestling, throwing a basketball back and forth, whatever is the thing that you're doing, do it fully present, no distractions, completely attentive to your child. It's only 10 minutes. Um, I know with my kids, a lot of the times they want me to play dolls with them or Barbies, and I think it is the most tedious thing in the world. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> awful for more than 10 minutes, right? <laughs> right? But for 10 minutes, I can t keep telling myself, it's only 10 minutes, it's only 10 minutes. I can right. <laughs> That's awesome. So step four is engage, wholehearted, full engagement. And then step five um, is kind of coming down the back end of those steps. And we just do the other steps in reverse. So have a clear end to the time. And for me, that's usually when the timer is up. So I'll let my kids hear the timer so that they have an external reminder that the time is over. It's not just mom all of a sudden deciding, I'm done being with you. I want to leave. So the timer really helps me. And there are some ways to troubleshoot the timer because it might create some problems with your kids. There might be some protests when the time is over. And that's okay. Um, the more consistent we are, the less those protests will be there. And there's some other parenting skills that you can use to kind of minimize those protests. So clear end, step five. Step six then is connecting again. So at the, at the end, every single time, make sure that you take a minute to connect verbally and non-verbally. So I look at my kids in the eyes. Sometimes I'll cradle their cheeks in my hands and I'll just say, I love spending time with you. Thanks for being with me. We're gonna do this again tomorrow. And I then it. I transition them into the next thing. So I'll tell them, I'm going to go check on your sisters or I'll say, you can stay here and play dolls and I'll come back and I'll check on you in a few minutes, but I help transition them. So it's not just the connections over and I run away, but mm -hmm. I help transition them to the next thing so that it just moves into part of our day. But we had this great time. And then last step seven is be consistent. Um, not perfect, but consistent. So if it's one day a week and you're really consistent about one day a week, great. If it's less than one day a week, that really probably doesn't count as being consistent. So the goal is every day, but perfection is not our goal. So as much as possible, we connect with our kids. And one thing I do, I said I have four kids. I always get two or three and then I pay attention on the, the next day but I get the other ones, the ones that didn't have 10 minute time the day before. So all of them are getting it every two, maybe three days. Yeah. I think that's so great too, that you, that you kind of give the option for that. Like 
just set a goal that maybe you're going to get all of them two or three times a week, right? And you yeah. maybe, maybe even schedule them in your day and they know it. I know some people that do like a weekly date night with each kid or like interviews or whatever where they schedule it. And so that kid knows you are my Monday meeting, right? Or whatever it is. I and I think that's great too. But I think you're, I think you're so wise to say, but have grace and and just be consistent, but don't stress about being perfect. Yeah. So the other thing that I love that you said is that you, you mentioned basically every love language, right? So no matter what kid you are focusing on, you're going to catch them in their love language and fill that bucket for them, which I think is why it works so well. Don't you? I mean, I've got one kid that just wants to come and snuggle by me and he doesn't really need a lot more than that, but occasionally, and he just wants me to listen to him so he can talk about everything all day. And that's, that would be part of it. And I think if I were to say, what do you want to do together? He would probably say, let's go play Legos. And he would tell me everything because that's what he wants to do. Right. But my daughter, when I've done it with her, she, she doesn't need to tell me as much as she wants to just snuggle by me. And then she loves the part where you say you grab her face and you say, I loved doing this so much. I want to do this again with you tomorrow. She lights up. Like it means so much to her because the quality time and the words are everything to her. So I love that. I love that it's clear. And that's why I say, I think you're right. It doesn't necessarily matter as much what it looks like necessarily, but I think those things are important. Calling it mom time or our 10 minutes or whatever it is that they're going to call it, but kind of making it really special. And then kind of hitting on all of those things. We're going to be close. We're going to make it verbal and nonverbal. We're going to make it, you know, I lo- I think that that's so, that's such a smart concept. So yeah. qu- question for you, because of that, have you, since you've obviously made it a little bit more consistent in your family, what have you seen this do as far as the dynamic in your home or maybe in others that you've, that have shared with you? Cause I'm sure people have come back and said, thanks for that. I do it now. It's like this, right? So what have, what have people been seeing? as they've done this in their families? So there are benefits across the board when people start implementing this into their family as a consistent parenting practice. And I have absolutely experienced this myself. So first of all, me, I am happier as a mom when I have this connected time together, both because it frees up other time in the day. Like if I'm with my kid totally focused for 10 minutes, it eliminates my guilt and feeling any pressure that I can't have my kids engage in some independent play while I go work out or I go do some work in my office or I go do something else. It eliminates that guilt and that pressure that I am not always present with my kids because I know I was fully present and I gave them that time already. So I feel happier. I feel less stressed. I also feel less overwhelmed. There's, there's less kind of demands all the time on my attention. Mom, 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 every second you are in charge of my entertainment, mom, because I can kind of put that aside and say, no, I'm not actually, we did 10 minutes together time and it was wonderful. And now it's time for you to go play. So I'm happier. And when I'm happier, the whole family's happier. Yeah. Um, I find my husband is happier. And when he's more involved, he, and this happens for me too, we're reminded how much we really love our kids. Sometimes in the chaos of everyday life, I, I always love my kids, but sometimes it feels like they're annoying. And yes. I would say, <laughs> you not be a turd, please. Don't yes. be a turd. That's, <laughs> That's what I'm the saying. word at our house too. <laughs> Quit being a turd. And so one thing my husband has says is it reminds him that how much he likes his kids. Because sometimes when they're fighting or they're demanding or the house is a mess and we're trying to do chores, it's easy to forget how much you like your kids and how joyful it is to be a parent. But during that 10 minutes every day, 
you will remember how joyful it is to have these beautiful little people in your lives. Yes. And well, and don't you think you get to know them a little better? Their little personalities are so distinctly different that I think if you, if you don't take them away from each other, it's hard to catch that and catch the little moments that you're going to get just one-on-one. -on -one. I think that's so, that's so sweet. So think about if you even had the goal of three days a week, or, or and I, I would say still shoot for every single day, but if what you succeed at is three days a week, over the course of a month, that's what, 120 minutes, which is two full hours of completely present, interactive, connected parenting time. That's powerful. And that does yeah. help you get to know your kids on a very different level. I also, um, systems theory guides a lot of what I think about families. And in systems theory, we think about the entire family as a system. And often, especially when we have young kids, we approach our family life looking at the whole of the family system. And this really um, starts to take a different turn when you have more than one kid. If you have a mom and dad and one kid, your whole family system, and you kind of wrap a big circle around those three people, that's a pretty small connected group. But if you had two kids, three kids, four kids, it still is a beautiful connected group. But how much more powerful and connected is that group if inside that group, you've created all of these connections between every single individual? And I think about it like a spider web. So like between my husband and I, there's a link. And now between me and child one, and me and child two, and me and child three, and my husband and child one, and my husband and child two, and my husband and child three, and now each of them towards each other. And we have this like really strong spider web that is our family dynamic where we are all connected to each other in this really strong, powerful way, not just by drawing a circle around our whole family and saying, this is our family, but instead reaching through that circle and holding onto each other. We are all in this together. And it's not just the group. Every single one of you matters to me one-on-one -on -one because you matter. I just think that's really powerful. So I see that in my family that we just, we're, we're tighter as a family unit in addition to our individual relationships. And then we have fewer um, behavioral problems that kids who feel really connected to their parents are less likely to um, act out. They're less likely to have really extreme, intense emotional outbursts. It does not get rid of these, not by any means, but it gives kids these really strong, empowering, connected times with their parents. So they're less likely to be acting out because they're feeling disconnected. And I see that with my kids, absolutely. And I do get a lot of feedback from other moms that are doing this, that they say like, you know what, I didn't even have to address um, getting ready for school and moving along faster because when I do 10 minutes in the morning, everything goes better. And I don't even have to talk about or worry about pushing kids along or discipline because it just goes better. Now, I'm not saying if you do this, you'll have no parenting problems, <laughs> but I, I absolutely stand by that if you do this, you will have fewer parenting problems still. Yeah. I mean, I can see that. I can definitely see it. Part of it is just being intentional and making them a priority so that they feel, because we can say they matter to us all day, but unless we do what they will see and feel that they matter. And that's a different, that's a completely different thing. And what you just said is exactly what I was saying about nonverbal and verbal communication. If the verbal message and the nonverbal message do not match, the nonverbal one will win every time. Yeah. You matter to me, but I'm just not going to spend any time with you. You know what I mean? Hey, you matter to me. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. But I'm going to be on my phone at any waking yeah. moment when we're together. Right. And I, and I agree. I think that that's, that's a huge one. And when we get busy and it gets stressful, in fact, my husband and I have talked about this a lot. When he goes out of town, my daughter is way worse. And I think part of that is because I am stretched a little more thin and I have more things on my plate that I feel like I need to get done. And because I'm frazzled and I'm all over the place, I don't set that time aside and I'm not intentional. And 
if she doesn't get her buckets filled in that way, which she gets even more, I think when he's home, then yeah, she's a lot harder to deal with. So, so here was a question I saw on one of your posts that someone said, what if kids reject it or they don't want to do it or they're older, right? Because I'm assuming you've got some younger kids, right? Well, this one, for example, I spent all day with her and, and again, I later realized, you know what, if I had made this a clear set time aside where it was different, but what we did is I said, today it's you and me, you, you're coming with me. We're going to do some fun stuff. And I, I got her things or whatever. But then when I came home and I said, Hey, can you do this for me? She blew up at me. And I was like, what? I just spent all this time with you. I just, and, and for me, it made me think, well, then what's the point? What's the point, right? So what would you say to a mom in that scenario who has, who thinks that they're investing the time, right? What, what would you tweak or change to make that relationship a stronger one so that there aren't those same outbursts as often? Good. That's really good question. And a reality, a lot of people I think find themselves in that situation. So what you're saying is that although you spent the whole day with your daughter, it was never enough. Even when you got home, it was still not enough. And that is where I think the clear start and the clear end do come into play. Because when we do that, like this clear start and clear end happens, like this is the time that I've set apart, but you don't get all the time. And then there's some coaching through, and that's a parenting practice too, a coaching through some boundaries. Like mom gets to have some of her own time too. And not all of my time is full in child time and that's okay. It doesn't need to be. So the second thing that I think about the story you just told is that you were multitasking the time together. And that is something that will minimize the connected feeling of 10 minutes together. So the 10 minute time is meant to be child driven, child focused, no distractions. Right. Yeah. So that, so that will have a different kind of emotional feeling for your child. Now, if you did the time out of the house and you went where she wanted to go and she got to choose what to buy, or you went to get ice cream or something, that can be great 10 minute time, but multitasking that time together will minimize that connection. So it might, I mean, if you have to run errands, everybody has to run errands. That's not the problem, but I would say, don't call that 10 minute time. Don't call that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting that you say that because so while we were out that day, I was trying to think of ways that she and I could connect and do something I know she would enjoy. And she loves to make things with me in the kitchen. I'm not a huge baker necessarily. And, and I don't do a ton of like sugary crap at my house, you know? So, but they love when we do that. So I thought, you know what? I found this little book at the bookstore when we were out that was like 200 kids snacks you can make together. And I said, Reese, if you want to do this with me, we're going to go home. And when you say you'd like to, we're going to set aside time just for you and mom. And you can let me know if that's what you'd like to do. And we can make this thing together. And here's what's funny about that. And this is why, this is the other reason why I wanted to talk to you is because I had the light bulb go off and I went, oh my goodness, that whole day wasn't her day. That was my day. And she was with me running all of those errands and going crazy. And you're right. I was multitasking the day. There were moments in our outing that were about her where I said, what would you like to do next? What would you like? And at the same time, it wasn't, and it wasn't about her. Well, the next day I had all of my stuff ready and I said, I've got some time. Would you like me to spend, we're going to, this will probably only take, I didn't actually say 10 minutes, but it it was 10 minutes. And we sat down and made this little, they were no bake cookies. It wasn't a big deal. She was lit up about it. And then I, we even, you know, set a timer 
for when the cookies would be done, even though they were no bake cookies. <laughs> and she was so lit up about it. And then later that in the weekend, when daddy came home, she was like, daddy, you have to try these cookies that mom and I made together. And he was like, you and mom made cookies together. And she was bright and happy. And I thought, you know what? There is something to this. There is something to calling it her time, not mine, but her time and letting her decide. And she picked the one she wanted. She put a sticker in the book. Even mom, we made this one. We're going to make all of these. And I was like, you bet. You know, like if we in a year can get through all of those and it's her and me time and she gets to drive that, I honestly think, and she really was a lot easier to deal with the rest of that day. Yeah. And I thought, okay, we're on to something here, you know? So, so let me, let me give you a couple like hacks into yes, please. Way that, you do that. First of all, I love that you let her pick what she wanted to do. Follow that child led um, action. And that also just reemphasizes that this is your time and I am with you instead of you're with me. Right. And you're doing what I want to do. So I love yeah. that. I love that you did that child led st- um, thing. But the reality is sometimes we have to spend the whole afternoon running errands and that right. <laughs> is just what has to happen. So here's some things that we can do to still get our 10 minutes in time and still help kind of connect to our kids. So they aren't likely to have as likely to have those, uh, blow ups when we get home. So first connect before you leave, like we have 10 minutes, we're going to leave in 10 minutes, but right now I have 10 minutes with you and then we're going to go run our errands. So we, they connect first or connect when you get home. So do it right after, as soon as yeah. we get home, we're gonna have as soon as we get home, we're going to spend time just you and right. me. I love that. Or do it in the middle. Yeah, and I've done this before where I've had to run errands for the day. And I had this, I do this with my three-year-old because she's the only one I run errands with in the day that with just one kid at a time. <laughs> right, exactly. And we go to the grocery store and I probably need 20, 25 minutes at the grocery store, but I would stop and say the next 10 minutes are yours. And we stayed at the grocery store, but for 10 minutes, we I followed her around. We did whatever she wanted. We talked about different products that she pulled off the counter. We chose to buy some of them, but I just gave her 10 minutes in the middle of our errands. So you could do that too. Like, Hey, I need to go to the shoe store and then we're going to stop by the ice cream shop and then we'll do 10 minute time in there. And then we're going to go to the grocery store or whatever the next step is. But you can put 10 minutes in the middle of that two hour errand running time and have that 10 minute connected time with still those boundaries around the start and the end. Oh, that's such a good idea. And do you call it something at your house or do you just say 10 minutes? This we say is 10 your, minute time. your and, 10 minute time. Okay. And my kids know that they'll ask for 10 minute time. They'll, I, they'll even use it as a um, kind of an emotion tool. So when they're having, even my three-year-old, when she's having a meltdown, she will say to me in tears, I want 10 minute time. And, oh, and I will go because they're saying, so I want to connect. Yes. Aren't all tantrums and all meltdowns about, I want to connect. Right. And I'm feeling out of control. So yeah. And I need more. Yeah. more attention and love than I feel right now. Correct. Yeah. So yeah, oh, we got 10 minutes. There's lots of other words you could use. Um, mom time. I've heard special time or your child's name. So you could call it like Meg time. If your child's name was Meg, right. Yeah. Um, you could do that. But I like 10 minute time because I think that it, it's just a little bit, it kind of draws some boundaries around the time as well. Um, and it, yes, for me and for my child, but you can call it anything you want. The, the point is connecting yeah. with your kids in a really clear focused way. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. Thank you so much. This was such a great chat. I think this, this is a really, this is a really easily implemented hack for parents that I think will help a lot of people. Like, honestly, I was so glad to find you again because I had heard this idea somewhere. Right. And then used it for a while and we let it go. And when I implemented it back up this week, I was like this we're onto something here. This, yeah. is a, this is a big deal. It's a small shift, big change. 
Yeah, and I actually, I really do think that this is the next shift that's going to happen in parenting, these short yeah. episodes of connected time. We've seen other parenting practices kind of go out of fashion, like for the most part, parents aren't spanking their kids like they used to. Right. Timeouts are kind of running their course. And I feel like this is the next thing is that we're going to really see modern parents are spending their effort focusing on these really clear short episodes of connection because it really matters. Yeah, I think so too. And I think you're, I think you're right even to this, if it's going to even replace or inhibit the need for timeout, for example, it's, it's one of those things that when you see it coming up, right? Like if, even if you were, if your goal is three times a week, but you're, you're also in the middle trying to see the symptoms almost, right? Whereas, oh, this, this kid is definitely starting to get testy. <laughs> like I better pull that one aside and say, let's have some time. And I think that would instantly curb that for my yeah. one who's tough, you know? And isn't that a million times better than like yelling at them or sending them to their room or giving a consequence? Like there's a variety of other techniques that we can use. Yeah. action like the most beautiful one we can pick. Yes, it is. And I, I'll just go ahead and admit that like a few weeks ago, I was literally laying in the middle of my floor, sobbing into my hands while my child was in timeout. And I'm thinking, this yes. is not working. Yes, I've been there. Oh, and not to say I probably won't ever put my kids in timeout, but sure. you know, but I think that this is, this is a much more positive parenting tool yeah. to use that parents can throw in their bag and, and be consistent with. Yeah. And I think I'm not, I don't mean to say that there is not a place for timeouts because there really is, but the place for timeouts is to use that time to get in, to, to decrease the high level of emotions so that you don't feel like you need to cry on the floor, which (laughs) maybe screaming. I don't remember. I don't remember, but it was a bad, (laughs) you don't feel like you need to yell. So you're like, so, so timeouts or like time apart has a role in, in really strong parenting practice. But the strategy, the parenting tool that you're using is not the timeout. That's not the end goal. That is just the first step to get to the connection. So I need to calm down. I need to have a cry. Stop myself from yelling. And then when I'm ready to not yell, now it connects. And now we can move forward. And the connection is the parenting skill. The time apart, the calm down, that's just the first step. Yeah. Not the last step. So just don't make that the last step. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and I I had that thought the other day too. I thought, you know, if we can, everybody calm down and instead of force you to be in timeout, it was let's take 10 minutes apart. And then we spent 10 minutes together right after. And I think the following it with love and you time was also such a big difference. And then the time between the next outburst was way longer. (laughs) And that's huge. That's saying something at our house, because like I said, this one's real, (laughs) this one's real tough. So. I got a couple of those too. <laughs> okay. So Elisa, you were telling me that you have a, is it a five day challenge coming up? I'm going to launch a five day challenge and this largely comes from my Instagram page. So if people want to sign up, go to my Instagram page and there'll be a sign up there. But for five days, we'll have a little mini lesson that I'll teach about how to do this and why this matters. And then a challenge for the day. It's just to help people jump in to 10 minutes together. Sometimes when we do this kind of new parenting practice, it might feel a little contrived, or it might feel a little overwhelming, or people might not even know where to get started. So it's just a really quick and easy jump start to doing 10 minutes together. And it's totally free if people want to be involved. Awesome. So where do they find you if they want to be involved in that? So on Instagram, my handle is just 10 minutes together. 
Perfect. So if we want to be in on that, we can, there's also a hashtag, right? 10 minutes together. Uh-huh. 10 minutes together or hashtag 10 minute time. 10 minute time. Perfect. Okay. I'm so in on this. And what are the dates? When does it start? So, so that's when it starts. We'll do five days, Monday to Friday, and then there'll be like a little bit of a bonus for your weekend. Okay. That's awesome. Okay, Four. cool. So well, on cool. Monday, perfect. on Monday, you can jump in on this challenge. That'd be awesome. We're so doing that. Okay. Thank perfect. you so much, Elisa. All right. Have a good day, Meg. Thank you.